welcome to my show prem rao stories from a storyteller this show is primarily about the books and blogs i have read and the books and blogs i have written i also cover events and topics that interest me i hope you will enjoy this episode should you wish to comment on this episode please send me a voice message thank you previous podcast on this show was about the first day of the 11th Bangalore Literature Festival. This was held on December 3rd and 4th, 2022. I was delighted to get a voice message from RJ Sriram Sulia on this podcast. Hi Prem, I heard the podcast very nicely done very descriptive theater of mind it really took me back to the two days of the bangalore lit fest would have been excellent to meet you in person but looking forward for that hopefully soon uh, thanks once again for sharing this with me have a great day all right see you soon today's podcast is about some of the sessions i attended and enjoyed on the second day december 4th yes the man we once knew as sandukan looked older thinner perhaps but he still had his good looks and his voice was as deep as ever seeing kabir bedi speak about his debut book stories i must tell reminded me that in his prime he was probably the most handsome man in india to us he was sandukan from the italian tv series of that name based on the books by Emilio Salgari. He was also the guy who acted in a James Bond movie partly shot in India, Octopussy, in which my college friend Vijay Amritraj also had a role. His book, Stories I Must Tell, published by Westland in April 2021, in keeping with its title, seems to be a bear-it-all kind of book. Engaging him in the discussion was V.K. Kartika, a veteran in the Indian publishing industry. I noticed that the book has received many rave reviews, with Veer Sangvi saying, and I quote, It's the best memoir by an Indian celebrity that I have read. To my mind, that is saying a lot. To be honest, I had not heard of Saikat Majumdar before, but I was interested in hearing him speak, being told he taught English literature at Stanford University. His book called The Middle Finger was published by Simon & Schuster in early 2022. In the course of his conversation with H.K. Surya, we got to know the book was about the protagonist finding her feet in a new university after she moved to India from the United States. It seems to be an interesting story. I stayed on in the red couch for the next session, in which my friend Suma Tekur chatted with Rita Chablani about her three recent books in a session titled Relationships Done Different. I found this conversation to be quite charming. 
Rita spoke of the differences in the days when she was a youngster and the present day. I could totally relate to all that she said, being not just of her age but older. She spoke from her heart and shared what worked for her. After all, as she said, each person has to find out what his or her own style is as a writer. By the way, I'm happy to say that Suma too has blossomed as an author. Her first book, The Inner Light, A Beginner's Guide to Spirituality and Finding Peace, was published by Hay House Publishers in July 2022. The next session I attended was by far the most crowded in the festival. It was a very enjoyable one for all that. For the many who were seated, there were an equal number of standees. This was Sudha Murthy's The Magic of the Lost Story with Manu Pillai. The lady 72 has written more than 40 books and is as enthusiastic as ever before. She brought an infectious energy to the audience. Full of quips and homely wisdom, she was at her best and didn't disappoint the large crowd that had gathered to listen to her. For example, she said, How a lady is first known as someone's daughter, then someone's wife, then someone's mother, and here after a pause she said, and nowadays as someone's mother-in-law. The audience burst into laughter knowing her son-in-law Rishi Saunak is now the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. As always, her talk was replete with personal examples and we heard about her Ajji and her mother and how they influenced her with the stories they told her when she was a small girl. She highlighted the need for good books for kids and how she hoped her books would keep kids away from the addictive computer games. It was nearly 12.45 by the time I got ready for the next important item on my agenda, namely lunch. We authors and speakers had been asked to be at the designated lounge half hour before our session. Mine was at 2 and I didn't want to be late. This diligency on my part resulted in an unexpected bonus. I was delighted to find myself lunching with Kabir Bedi, whom I had seen at a distance this morning. It was a great experience for me as we had hero-worshipped him during our younger days. In the course of the conversation, when I told him that I had written a few thrillers, he said he loved thrillers. He also told me with considerable pride that his granddaughter Alaya had acted very well with Karthik Aryan in the recently released thriller called Freddy on Disney Hotstar. I'm happy to say that my interview with Raghu and Pushpa Palat on their latest historical novel Destiny's Child, published by Penguin Viking in February 2022, was well received by the audience. Raghu and Pushpa, I must mention, bring a lot of passion and hard work to their writing. Their research and documentation has been meticulous. 
I guess this is evident from the success of their first book. Again, a historical novel on one of Raghu's ancestors, Sir Chetur Shankaran Nair, who at one time was the only Indian member of the Viceroy's council, no less. This book, The Case That Shook the Empire, is being made into a movie, I was told, by Karan Johar's Dharma Productions and has the famous actor Akshay Kumar in a lead role. The Palat's second book is in the same genre. This one is the story of Parukuti Netrama, the consort of Maharaja Ramavarma XVI, who ruled Cochin from 1914 to 1932. Thinking and approaches of this formidable lady to social and political issues were far in advance of her times. It was satisfying to start and end on time in keeping with this important tradition of the Bangalore Literature Festival. A pretty large crowd gathered to hear J. Sai Deepak speak about his latest book, India, Bharat and Pakistan, The Constitutional Journey of a Sandwiched Civilization, published by Bloomsbury Publishing in August 2022. Sai Deepak describes himself as being an engineer turned litigator. He practices as an arguing counsel before the Supreme Court of India and the High Court of Delhi. After getting a degree in mechanical engineering from Anna University, he went to the law school of IIT Kharagpur and got a bachelor's degree in law in 2009. He has since argued in many important civil, commercial and constitutional matters. I've always admired his logic and way of arguing his case in television debates and can only imagine how effective he must be in the courtroom. I consider him to be one of India's sharpest legal minds at a relatively young age. Today, he spoke of his latest book and answered a lot of questions from the audience. In my view, he was incisive and crisp in his comments. He does not hesitate to call a spade a spade in voicing his opinions on a variety of issues like secularism in our country. Next session had Anupama Bijur in conversation with Shobha Dey, who needs no introduction, and Gayatri Gill about love in the lockdown. Both writers spoke of their experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic, particularly during the darkest days when no one had a clue what was going on and how long the pandemic would last. They wrote extensively during their forced confinement indoors during these dark days. They described what they went through and how their experiences as also what they heard and saw influenced their writing. The writers left us echoing the sentiment that human relations definitely underwent a big shift due to the pandemic. Indeed, we have so much to be grateful for for coming out of the pandemic as we did.
The erstwhile Kingdom of Mysore was always considered one of the best ruled princely states as they were called during the British Raj. Mysore was far ahead of most others when it came to education, healthcare and welfare measures for the people. It was natural therefore for me to eagerly wait for Deepthi Navratna to talk about her new book, The Maverick Maharaja, The Life and Times of His Highness Maharaja Shri Jai Cham Rajendra Vadiyar, published by HarperCollins India in July 2022. Deepthi's book is about His Highness Sri Jai Cham Rajendra Vadiyar, who ruled the prosperous kingdom of Mysore from 1940 to 1950. He was the first prince to sign the declaration to join the newly formed Indian Union in 1947. A major patron of the arts and a skilled musician himself, he was known all over the world as a connoisseur of both Indian and Western classical music. Talking to Deepthi about his illustrious ancestor and lineage was the young Suave, His Highness Sri Yadubir Vardiyar of Mysore. Yes, I know the Privy Purse was abolished by Mrs. Gandhi in 1971 and the princes and their titles don't exist any longer in law in India. But for many of us and the subjects in the old Mysore state, the Mysore Maharaja will always remain His Highness in our minds. I enjoyed this session immensely. In my last podcast, I had mentioned meeting some interesting people. If Kabir Bedi and Damodar Mauzo were well into their 70s, Zach Sangeet is not even in his teens. At lunch on the first day when I met festival director Shiny Anthony, at lunch in my table was a young boy with his parents. I thought he was accompanying his parents, one or both of whom perhaps were writers. I almost fell out of my chair when he came to know the young boy was a published author at 10 and now at 11 had written a sequel to his book. Indeed, Zach Sangeet had a session, the world's youngest historian, which I unfortunately missed because I was elsewhere in another session. But I did find out that his books, World History in Three Points and More World History in Three Points, have been published in 2022 by Hatchet India. What is admirable is his innovative and shall I say very contemporary approach to writing about what is often termed a boring and dry subject. This is a remarkable feat for one so young. His writing has made world history more readable and hence more appealing to both young and old alike. To wrap this up, my thanks to Shiny Anthony and her team, to the organizers who did some meticulous planning, to the galaxy of authors who spoke of their work, to the volunteers who were so dedicated and committed, and to the audiences who were most interested and knowledgeable. I thoroughly enjoyed the 11th Bangalore Literature Festival, and I'm already looking forward to the 12th edition to be held on November 25th and 26th 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did bringing it to you. For now, it's goodbye from Prem Rao, stories from a storyteller.